following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. And on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, you've been very uh, open here on the program and, and elsewhere that you have some very good friends around you and a, kind of a family of friends, you call it. Uh, mm-hmm. But that was not always the case. And you have, you've also been very open about the fact that you had trouble really being able to trust people. Yeah, uh, that's true. I, I didn't know. I, 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 when you have family secrets or when you have pain uh, that you don't talk about, it's very hard to be vulnerable. And um, I think it's it's important uh, uh, in, in friendship. For example, every level of friendship requires a certain amount of disclosure, but deep, close friendships require personal disclosure to the point of becoming vulnerable to one another. Now, vulnerability means um, being you open your heart and you're being susceptible. Uh, it, it could be that there could be rejection. Um, so it's risking a repercussion, but it's for a greater reward mm-hmm. when, it's, when it's the right kind of friend. And that's <clears throat> what I learned, that in friendship... Um, the vulnerable heart can be um, can be hurt, but it can also be greatly helped. And I believe, I, if we look at the life of Jesus, um, he was vulnerable. Um, he had very close of the, of, of the disciples. Um, the apostles, specifically, um, and he was um, rejected. Yet, his focus was reaching out to them and even restoring them after, I think about the way he dealt with Peter. Um, he, he restored him even though Peter clearly, he said, I don't know this man, you know, he just, um, he had had uh, actually pledged, you know, if, if people are against you, I'll be for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, yet Jesus even knew, he said, you know, before the cock crows three times, no, you, you will reject me. Um, but Peter didn't see that. I think the issue is uh, at times we are called to by God to be in a particular relationship. I think we need to know that a person could hurt us. But if our focus instead is, Lord, is there a way that 
I could be a friend to this person. Could I in any way um, be a blessing? It, it Vulnerability would be courageously choosing to be completely honest in all circumstances. Um, the Bible says an honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. In other words, it's it's tender and it's valuable. It's vulnerable. Um, it, vulnerability would be um, courageously confessing when you're wrong. And that, you know, there are people who will not communicate <laughs> at all, ever, that they're wrong. That was my father. That's not a friendship. But but there, I think, I think uh, when we say, you know, I, I didn't know how to do this, or I, I didn't do this well, um, people respect that. I mean, healthy people respect that and don't use it against you. Um, because all of us are at a point at times when we don't know how to do something or, or when we haven't done something well. I think uh, vulnerability is uh, receiving advice and, and guidance. And I, 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 think, uh, I think about Proverbs 1, the first chapter, verse 5, let the wise listen and add to their learning. Let the discerning get guidance. So we really, um, I, I just know I have benefited so much from, oh, I, I have two forever friends, and then I have some several that are, are uh, I love, and I, I care about them. And I believe it's wise to invest in the lives of others when we're called to do so. And that's where we accept, um, we, we can, we, I, I, I at times need to hear what someone else says that can help me change or be the person God wants me to be. So there's great value in being vulnerable. What does the Bible say about anxiety, abuse, or grief? Does the Bible really say anything about addiction, boundaries, or dealing with difficult people? As June Hunt has often said, there really are biblical solutions to all of life's struggles. We are excited to let you know about the newest and most comprehensive resource from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart, the Care and Counsel Library. Developed over a span of 35 years with the help of pastors, counselors, and ministry leaders, the Care and Counsel Library is a 50-topic, 10-volume set of books which provide clear answers from God's Word on real-life issues. This is a must-have resource for anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom. And right now, you can save 25% when you get the whole set. Check out the Care and Counsel Library today at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, 
in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Uh, One way we do that is through our resources. If you have a struggle, a situation you're going through in life, and you'd like to talk to our customer support team, they're at 800-488-HOPE. That's a Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can recommend some resources for you that might help you through your struggles, and then maybe you can pass that along to someone else. And uh, in in doing that, we are helping you to help others, and we would like for you to be able to do that as well. The number, again, is 800-488-HOPE. You might ask for the keys for living on friendship, as June was talking about that a moment ago. It's called Iron Sharpening Iron. Again, friendship, Iron Sharpening Iron, and customer support can help you get that in your hands, the number is 800-488-HOPE. You can also email them with that request or any questions you have regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Well, we want to get to our caller for tonight, and we have a listener coming back to us, uh, listening on the BOT radio network in Nebraska. We welcome back Carolyn. Well, Carolyn, I'm so glad that we can talk again. Um, thank you for... Uh, this opportunity. Um, how how are things going for you right now? Oh, they're not too bad. I oh. have a little bit of a scratchy voice, so I hope I can continue to be heard all the time. Not a problem. I think uh, you were very vulnerable when we talked last uh, about basically a lot of your life story. And um, the as a child, um, early on, you uh, you were just five years old, and how your fa- your grandfather um, uh, it uh, it was uh, you know the the way he took advantage of your innocence and your your you being a child and having these boys, you and the four boys and and you, and how um, basically it was what he did where then you were sexually abused. And then likewise with this older, I think he was a 19-year-old, and um, he would... um, Literally, I'm going to say, 
I don't know if you call it soliciting, but getting other guys to do things to you that were so uh, so wrong, so so in such a way that um, it's like you were not in any way treated with respect, with value, and um, it it was understandable to me how you could, I mean, actually there were those who turned against you, other girls in your class, um, because th- but they had no idea what, what your background was, did they? I mean, no. they, they, they they knew no. some things, but the point is, they, they didn't know you. No, I, I think they were just, you know, going by what their their parents wouldn't let them play with me. So, you know, they were just doing what they were told to. So. Yeah. Well, I was, I was touched when you said that, um, you said, I'm tired of isolating when we, um, one of the last things you you told me, and I, you said I don't know how to have a friend, and that's why I especially wanted us to talk. Um, right now, do you have any close friend? I know no. you're married. You are married, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And, uh, but okay. we're, we're more content just being in the, you know, same room together, and we don't talk much, but we're, you know, okay together. You know what I mean? Okay. So there's a type of companionship of yeah. okay being together. Um. Would you say that you feel the freedom to be vulnerable with your husband? Um, I try, but he's not really the type that opens up and likes to, you know, talk about things like that. And okay, so you know, not so much. I mean, he knows my story, but. Uh-huh. He, he just don't talk too much about it. Okay. So, you know, is is are 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 you is is there any kind of a I'm going to use the term a like a Bible study where a lot of times many many women I know they are in Bible studies. And they get to know other women in those Bible studies. Um, are you? Do you ever do something like that? Yeah, I'm in a Bible study right now, but mm-hmm. it's only tonight. I went, and it's only the third night, and you know, I I just kind of opened up a little more tonight, and so it's. It's not there yet, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, uh, There is a, 
a scripture that I'm very uh, partial to. It's in the book of Proverbs. And Proverbs, of course, is the book on wisdom. And in Proverbs 13.20, it says, um, He who walks with the wise grows wise. And the reason I like that so much, um, he he um, who walks with the wise grows wise. Uh, it's it's like recognizing that there is someone who has a has a quality that you're drawn to, and. I think if I've, my my suggestion is just pray that God would give you several wise friends. Initially, a wise friend that you can, um, because if you if you look at the life of Jesus, what he he had the disciples, but he especially had, and and he. There, there were people that he was closer to, Peter, James, and John. And, and John would be the most endeared to him. But there was Lazarus and Mary and Martha. They were a brother and two sisters of each other. And there was, they, they were close they were, there was a close friendship, which meant that there was an endeared relationship. So much so that um, even when Lazarus, the, the his his dear dear friend, um, died, and he was Jesus was solicited, uh, called. Uh, to come and uh, help. And M Mary and Martha, they couldn't understand why he didn't come immediately. But even when he arrived, he wept knowing that he was going to raise him from the dead. And, it, it, you know, he was going to do that momentarily. And my point is, it was... They were uh, such endeared friends, Jesus and Lazarus, that um, that even with the pain of loss and and the pain of Mary and Martha, he it tenderized him such a way that uh, he he wept uh, to the shortest scripture in the Bible, Jesus wept. And yet the point is that um, there can be that endeared relationship. I, I just know that, I'll just be very candid, um, I was not even a Christian, but I noticed my mom didn't have friends. And I couldn't understand why. And I even... So I prayed that God would give my mother a friend. And 
much, much, much later, um, there was a phenomenal friend that that she had, um, and and I I at later again much later than that I asked her mom why did you not have a friend, and her answer to me was, June, I couldn't. I couldn't do that to a friend. She said, because of my lifestyle, because my mom was um, not married to my father, and my dad was married. Uh, he had three families going on concurrently, but um, she said, I wouldn't do that to a friend. I wouldn't bring shame upon a friend. And that that hurt me for her, because I knew my mom needed a friend. And, oh my goodness, the kind of friend that she ended up having, uh, that uh, that friend prayed for my mother. My mother, she, the, uh, that friend taught my mother um, the Bible. And, I mean, there, there were a number of people drawn to my mother. And my I, what I say today and have thought for a number of years is that my greatest earthly gift was my mom being surrounded by friends that uh, were hugely a blessing to her. And um, my, my, my dad was not a Christian, and so there was not any spiritual contribution that he made in my mom's life but I do know the gift of female friends that that was just huge and and I saw mom not have to have that for years and yet they adored my mom so my point is <laughs> I want you to experience um, the right kind of friend for you and the, the Bible has much to say about friendship, and therefore, um, it is, in other words, it, it is a blessing for all of us to have a God-given friend. Uh, there can be also others who are not qualified to be a friend. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, 
the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 of our keys for living to help you to address your situation. If you'd like to call our customer support team and talk with them at 800-488-HOPE, that's Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to uh, recommend some of the resources of ours that would help you the most. We want to uh, mention one of our keys tonight called Friendship, Iron Sharpening Iron. And customer support, again, is 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you'd like to see the website as well with all of our resources there, it's hopefortheheart.org slash store. You will find there the keys for living and also books, Bible studies, even June's music CDs. All that has been produced here and available as you talk to, uh, as you look at it, the website there at hopefortheheart.org slash store, and you'll find it there. Hope you'll go there and spend some time. Again, hopefortheheart.org slash store. Let's get back to our conversation tonight with Carolyn. Well, Carolyn, I have a question for you. Um, do you. Do you feel that you know how to uh, develop a friendship or what would be helpful to you um, asking questions what what would be helpful that we could talk about that would be meaningful to you well um <clears throat> I really don't know how to, um, you know, build a friend. Um, I could go from meeting the person to, you know, deep, full-hearted friendship because, you know, I know how I am, of course, you know. So I know that I'd make a good friend. Great. Yes. But I just don't know how to build that bridge from acquaintance to friendship. That's very well put. Um, it is true that initially we have, initial, you can have an initial acquaintance. Um, I think the issue is it 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 moves 
through stages. And usually it's surface things initially. You know, being friendly by smiling, introducing yourself. Um, if it's, and, and I'm, I'm so glad to hear that you're in a Bible study right now. Um, and sometimes um, there is what what is called small talk, you know, just about local things. Um, but I think the issue... Well, think of think of this. Um, when we're when we um, so, sometimes you hear uh, the phrase "opposites attract," correct? Right. Yes. Okay. Well, but it's similarities that bond. It's similarities and. Sometimes there are uh, things that you could be interested in and when someone else is also interested in that, that same thing, um, I always think of, uh, I, have, I remember I have a, a, a cousin who does stained glass and I remember uh, one person was wanting somebody close. She and and, uh, and I said, "Is there something you would like to do that you have not done?" Um, and she said, I'd, "I'd love to do stained glass." And I said, "Well, I know somebody who does that." And the the bottom line is to sometimes you meet people based on similarities. Um, to where there's a common enjoyment. Now, some people are into sports. Some people are into just different photography or uh, just different kinds of, of things like that. And that's just, that's because when when you really enjoy something, obviously, and somebody else enjoys the same thing, that can be a common denominator. Um, I think the issue then is if there is someone that it would seem like it would be um, a logical that there could that there could be some common interest um, it would be could be even inviting someone um, just to have lunch uh, together and where you just get to know someone's likes and dislikes, uh, their interests. Um, and, and you know, at, at different times I've, I've thought, hmm, I I would like to know that person more, and I think when we the the types of, of things that 
I have found helpful um, is asking just some key questions of um, first it, it's just you know that it's helpful to know what a person likes and or or what a person we we have something in fact I'm going to send this to you um, we have a, the keys our keys on uh, friendship iron sharpening iron and uh, we have sentence starters and uh, it's like um, uh, do you wake up in the morning slow as molasses or pop up quick like toast? Um, you know, how, how many people are in your family? What are their ages? Um, did, did your family move a lot when you were growing up? Or were you always in one area? Um, what's your favorite time of day? Uh, did you have a childhood pet? What kind? Uh, what role did having a pet play in your life? Um, for me, by the way, I had we had a little dog, and it was the only, only, I only, I never talked to a friend about pain, but I would tell, even though this dog was called Bambi that's kind of strange but I remember I remember very specifically um, you know thinking okay you're my only friend <laughs> because I, I I couldn't seem to talk but um, you know did you have a secret place to escape to so it's just a lot of unusual um, or just personal questions, but these are just the ones to get started. You know, what was your favorite childhood game? Did you have, the, or activity? Um, do you like to read? Um, and then we have some things about that. Uh, do you believe, um, you know, or do you, you there, there are certain questions that are, you know, how did you, do, or do you do you have a relationship with God? You know, how did you, and if so, you know, how did you develop that relationship? There, there are some light questions we have. There are probing questions. Uh, there are some deeply probing questions. Deeply probing would be later, it would be, have you ever felt betrayed? What were the circumstances? Um, is there someone... That could take a year by itself. Yeah, well, that... that. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's when you're really getting into some deep waters in a positive way. Um, you know, have you had difficulty... Forgiving someone. Well, I certainly did. For a long time, I had great difficulty forgiving my dad. Um, do you ever feel, uh, have you ever felt 
God loves and cares for everybody else, but not you. Uh, yes, or have you? I felt that way. Absolutely. Well, see, a lot of people are there. You know, do do you sometimes have a hard time concentrating during church? Um, are you know? Did did you ever have difficulty uh, reading the Bible? Well, I did because I wasn't exposed to it for a long time. Everybody else seemed to know the Bible, not me. But, um, you know... I have a hard time reading the Bible. Um, what what I do is search... I, I use my Bible, but I search a, a topic and then read what comes up on that topic. That's how mm-hmm. I... So you're more top topic driven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When somebody is new in the Bible, I usually say, "Why don't you just get to know Jesus? Why don't you get to know? Um, why don't you read the Book of Mark? The Book of Mark is the shortest of." The four Gospels, the word gospel means good news, and it's the good news about what the Lord Jesus um, did for us, uh, literally um, dying on the cross for our sins. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, they just kind of don't know where to begin because they, somebody else, well, somebody... You might say, well, just start reading from the beginning of the Bible in Genesis and then go to Exodus and all. But, you know, when when we want to know and, and grow in our relationship with Jesus, uh, it's really helpful, I think, for those who aren't really initiated a lot. And I wasn't initiated about the Bible. But to, just to start with the, the book of Mark, and then later, next, go to the book of John and um, t- to see more things about Jesus t- to learn. Um, we'll come back and, and talk about asking questions. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? 
Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at one 800 917 We'll protect your privacy, and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in a moment. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd love to hear from you and be able to uh, suggest some of our resources for you as it would uh, help you and uh, maybe help you to uh, to help someone else as you can give that information away to someone else that you care about and might be struggling with a situation in their life as well. To customer support, you can talk to them at 800 800- 488 Hope, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And we are recommending the Keys for Living on Friendship called Iron Sharpening Iron. Uh, They'd be happy to hear from you. Now, if you have something going on in your life and you'd like to talk to June about uh, that situation, about uh, maybe getting some help for that, some understanding, some insight into your situation, just call and we'd like to invite you to be on an upcoming program of Hope in the Night. We'll talk to you about that, see what questions you have. The number is 800-917, 800-NIGHT17, and just call, and uh, we'd like to talk with you and uh, talk to you about being on an upcoming program. We do have openings coming up in the next few days, so let us uh, uh, com- have that conversation with you. The number is 800-NIGHT17, 800-644-4817. Well, let's return to our conversation with Carolyn. Well, Carolyn, um, one of the things I've noticed is if there is somebody new in town um, where you live and um, they they really haven't had a lot of people, they, they're, they're new, they're new, and it can mean a great deal when somebody seeks to befriend them. Because everyone would like to have someone they could, they feel that they could count on, who who actually notices when they're there, when they're um, so. Um, be aware that you could be that kind of friend when God puts that on your heart. Does that make sense? I do reach out to people, and yeah. I, as I said before, I um, comment, and I just make comments to them, give them compliments, but that's all the further I've 
ever been able to go. I mean, I've, you know, I did good deeds for and I do a lot of them anonymously uh-huh. because I don't want to them and stuff like that. So I've never had opportunity to well, actually, if I was being completely honest, I, I'd probably have to say I've never let anybody have opportunity to get to know me mm-hmm. because I was so afraid that if I allowed myself to be vulnerable, that that I would be disappointed because it so many times. I was disappointed. And my parents, they, my dad and my mom, they put a lot of pressure on me. I mean, they kind of beat me down. So the ones that were my self-esteem. So I never thought, you know, much of myself or... Mm-hmm that I had anything to offer a friendship because they would, you know, insult me. And like my stepmom, she would say, um, your dad up like, um, you did him and your mom. She made that comment before. <clears throat> and, and then they had do stuff like when I was, a teenager, kind of jumping around here, but when I was a teenager, they would pull it out into the middle of the living room and make me do 20 perfect jumping jacks while they sat there and criticized and smirked and told me everything I was doing wrong. And, you know, it was... Mm. Yeah. That, that just... You know, just beat down on my self-esteem so bad. And it was like that. And, and my grandparents, in, in that side of distress, I was with my parents and my stepmom. She was only 17 when she started taking care of me. So she was only 13 years older than me. Wow. So, yeah, and so she she did things like put me in the corner on my knees and made me stay there till my dad got home. Mm. Which he was a police. Wow. See, that's not normal. That is not normal at all. And that's what you grew up with. You did not grow yes, up and, with normal. Well, and another another thing that and that, and this made me angry. I sat there and they, they were standing in the um, living room window watching, but she made me go <coughs> and hang. Um, jeans on the clothesline 
got below zero temperature. And she said they would freeze dry. Well, so I was out there hanging up these jeans. There's probably a good place. And I couldn't run the clothespins with my gloves on. Mm. So I had to take my gloves off to do this, standing in the window watching. And mm. I just, you know, felt like I was some kind of, you know, bowl. <laughs> mm. And so, I mean, they, they beat me down, you know, of steam. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't have, oh, and did want to go play with some kids or something. My dad would tell me, no, they don't want you over there. So, mm. see, I grew up feeling like I wasn't worth being, you know, somebody being my friend. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I kind of make jokes about nowadays, but my stepmom used to lay out for her kids. She had three. She'd lay out for her kids a perfect, you know, from the center of the loaf piece of bread. Okay. And she'd take the heel of the bread and kind of throw it across the ta- table at me like she was slopping the hawks. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will not serve the heel of the bread to anybody. Mm. So, <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of a silly thing. but No, it's not silly. You know? It just shows that she did not know, first of all, even how to be a mother. And Number two, um, she was uh, cruel. She was really cruel. And obviously... She she wasn't cruel to her own kids. I understand. So she she had preferential treatment, um, favoritism. And that... But that's not about you. It's about her. And that's imperative that you recognize that if you're if you're singled out, um, you, you know it, um, it. It's it's really unusual. I, I uh, there was somebody who came up to me the other day, and she said, "Oh, I know your sister," and I said, "Really." And um, it's, I did not know this person. And she said, uh, she, she said, I said to your, your sister, I know June. And then all of a she said, she said, oh, June had the worst of the, the worst time of all in our family. And um, she said, um, my sister, got tears in her eyes, and she said she was treated 
horribly by my dad. Um, and I had no idea that, uh, that, well, I mean, much, actually not long ago, I, I, uh, was told by my two sisters, you know, uh, you, you were the lightning rod of dad's anger, that he would just take it, everything out on you. And I, I didn't know that either of them knew that. Does that make sense? But I'm, yes, it, it so, does. And, and, I felt like I was extra baggage, you know, because mm. it was my dad and my stepmom and three kids. And then mm. I was the result of somebody that they didn't even want to consider. Uh-huh. You know, because my dad, he would often tell me, quit acting like your mom. Oh. Mm. Okay, well, how do I do that? <laughs> you know, I, I, what I want to say is this. This is important. I know I can have more compassion than many people because of how I was treated. I understand pain. And what I'm going to say about you is this. You understand pain because you've lived it. You're going to be more, um, you will have more compassion than others because most people will not have gone through the types of things you've gone through. And I'm, I am clear about this. I believe that you can offer a friendship where it's like a person can share their hearts and their pain and you will say, I understand because I've been there. See, there's a huge difference between sympathy and empathy. Sympathy just says, I'm sorry you're hurt. Empathy says, I'll hurt with you because I've been there. Now, compassion says, I'll, I'll hurt with you and I'll be here for you until the hurt is gone. So, I'm, I want you to pray God, would you allow me bring into my life a wise friend, and then wise friends, plural. You will be a great friend. We will send our keys for living on friendship called Iron Sharpening Iron. We'll send that to tonight's caller, and we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash givehope, and we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. Our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.